It's something that often happens in the local church. Conflict breaks out. Now, at one level, not only is that perfectly normal, but actually it's a sign of health. If we never have any conflict in our relationships, friendships, churches, then certainly in church terms, we're not part of a church organisation. We're part of a cult where everyone has to agree about everything all of the time. If we take life and faith seriously, there will be conflict and disagreement. All too often, though, conflict erupts over things that are very insignificant and don't really matter. The way that we lay out the chairs, the music that happens every week, the temperature in the building, the colour of the paint in the bathrooms. There's no shortage of things to argue about. If you want to experience some tension and conflict, then join a church. But there are people who seem to relish and love conflict, quite unlike the peacemakers who want to promote unity and togetherness, there are some who seem to want to feed tension and difficulty between believers. How can we be peacemakers today? Well, first of all, let's make sure that we are willing to engage when issues arise. I can hardly stand it when a letter arrives from a member of the congregation, but they haven't bothered to sign it, the so-called anonymous letter. Not only is that a somewhat potentially wicked dart from the dark, because it makes accusations that I cannot respond to, but it, it doesn't allow me to actually engage in a conversation with them. It's a bit like running up to someone, punching them from behind, and then running away before they can make any response. When we've got conflict, if we're going to be peacemakers, we need to be willing to actually engage. And then there are those whose posture emotionally is that that they are never willing to actually concede that they might be wrong. This can be particularly true of Christians, some of whom think that God just consistently supports their opinions and their preferences. When we are unwilling to admit to the possibility that there might be another way of doing things, this just takes us down a road where conflict can never be resolved. Prejudice can do this as well. Prejudice looks for confirmation and edits out any contradictions. Let me explain that. When we've got a prejudicial view of somebody or of a group or of a race, what we eagerly do is look out for ways in which our ideas about them can be confirmed. But then when something happens which contradicts that opinion, we just don't notice it or we just see that it's just simply something that's out of the ordinary and we revert to our original prejudicial opinion. Also, there are those who just refuse to ever come to a place of closure when there's conflict. We may have had the conversation, we may have worked through the issues, but a smouldering sense of resentment remains. Let's realise today that, as I've said at the beginning, any healthy relationship will include conflict. In fact, it's part of how we grow as we listen to each other, as we allow diverse and divergent voices to speak into our lives. 
But when conflict does come, let's handle it sensibly. One example of how things went terribly wrong is the relationship between Paul and Barnabas that we read about in the New Testament in the book of Acts. Perhaps you'll recall the story. Barnabas was concerned for his nephew or cousin, we're not sure which, John Mark. John Mark had gone on the first missionary journey with Paul and Barnabas. We don't know exactly what had happened, but he had deserted them. He'd abandoned, he'd abandoned the cause. And now when it comes to planning the second missionary journey, Barnabas, that wonderful son of encouragement, wants to give young John Mark a second chance. Paul absolutely refuses. He doesn't want John Mark on his team. Now, we don't know who was right in this situation, although we can form our own opinions about it. What is sad is that the conflict between them, and it was very intense, the wording that is used speaks of a, a sharp disagreement between these two men who had experienced so much of the journey of ministry together. The conflict was so intense that they parted and there was no reconciliation, at least a reconciliation that led to them serving in ministry together again. These men who had been paired by the Holy Spirit were separated by unresolved conflict. Perhaps you find yourself in a situation of conflict in the local church, in a friendship, in a marriage today. Let's do what we can with God's help to be those who can truly be described as peacemakers.